Welcome to Cross Culturish, the podcast where nerdy traveler friends talk about everyday cultural experiences. We're learning a lot and want to learn with you. This process is fun, and sometimes it's funny. So why not record it? And we're back with another episode of Cross Culturish. My name is Sarah, and I will be hosting our episode today with my friend David. We're going to be hosting this together. And so I want to introduce my friends. We'll start with David. Why don't you say hi? Hello, everyone. Lauren. Hello. Aaliyah. Hola, hola. Oh, and Marcos. Nice. Hola. Oh, How copycat. Are you guys? <laughs> hey, oh, whatever. <laughs> He's the one that actually speaks Spanish. Bonjour. Hey. How are you guys today? How Very are things well. going? How's this week going for you? Beautiful weather in D.C. today. So David and I were living it up. Yeah. Uh, super Very stressed, good. but glad to be here and not be thinking about work right now. Mm, agreed. Yes. I feel like it was one of those really long weeks that's still only yes. half over. So yes, that is that is the mood. But um, today we're going to be doing a really fun episode on generation, uh, mm-hmm. generation culture per se. So one of my previous jobs, I actually was a content creator for uh, for content specifically in generational culture. And so I would travel a lot and train adults, mostly millennials and Gen Xers, but there was an occasional boomer or two. And one of the things that I know that I heard a lot from, what I do hear a lot from older generations is they really love to attribute a lot of the negative things about the younger generation. You hear it, oh, those millennials, those millennials. And I think we are five millennials here. And I know that you've probably heard that and probably said like, well, that's not really our generation anymore. Um, and so one of the things that I did a lot in my training was really training people on the fact that the youngest generation was actually Gen Z and not millennials, that millennials are actually really old by now. Um, would we yes. not all agree with that? Yeah. Yep. I just read something that said the oldest millennial could be 40. I think yeah. that's, that's yeah, think that's about true. That. I have to remind that at work all the time. I still get called like, like the young person at work and stuff. And I'm like, hey guys, like, like people my age have kids. I know. We're in our like, 30s. Like millennials are not young. Like we're, not young. we're, we're And old. sure, 30 is, is young compared to 70, but it's not 20. It's not 18. <laughs> Apparently, Gen Z has some things to say about millennials. And if you spend time in the comment section, some people take it personally. And I just can't help but laugh. But come to find out, there's a lot of quirky things about us generationally that those younger than us have noticed, and it's actually quite funny. And I think as far as a, a, a quality episode for us to discuss and for our listeners to enjoy, I thought we should, we should have a laugh at this. We should have a look and have a laugh at it because there are, there are some very funny things about us mm-hmm. as a generation. I agree. Um, but first, let's do with our weekly obsessions with our, I don't know, what's... We need what do a, we call we need those to segments. Like, I told you. Sorry. I've told you. We need. We need, we a need to get a little it's, jingle. Yeah. This no, that, that'll the, be in the next. Few okay. So yeah. now we're gonna do we'll our weekly obsession. Cue theme song, Marcos. <laughs> <laughs> My <laughs> weekly <laughs> obsession. <laughs> no, we can't. We can't do that without having to pay royalties. <laughs> it's different enough. 
I don't. That's kind of like the vanilla ice debate. Vanilla ice mm. had queen. to pay queen yeah. for the ding, 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 ding. Mm. He's like, no, no, no. It's totally different. Ours is ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Gosh. All right. Does anyone? Does anyone have a weekly obsession? Something they have enjoyed a lot this week. Um, continuing our Netflix theme of what can we watch on Netflix this week, we've now landed yes. on The Sing-On. Oh, yeah. I forgot Ooh, about that. What? Is that so the one in this, Spanish? So Sing-On is in, yes, it's German and Spanish. It's like karaoke meets American Idol, I guess. Is it um, good? It's a Netflix show. It's um, dubbed into English, um, but they sing a combination of either German or Spanish pop or whatever is the theme of the night is songs, and then they sing songs that are also in English, and they have something called the vocal analyzer, which tracks how you are singing, and if you hit the right tone, pitch, note, hold it for as long as it's supposed to be held in the original, it gives you... Um, a percentage of you want to get the highest percentage possible and then um if your team score is very high the team of six or is what it starts with is six if you score very high you earn more money so you can earn as a team up to thirty thousand euro and then every round they vote off who they think is the we the weakest link um and then it gets down to two people and then those people then have a head-to-head competition for the whole jackpot um and it's just, it's been very interesting to uh, hear the different languages attempt American songs, like um, Can't Stop the Feeling by Justin Timberlake. Um, they, they tried to do Whitney. They tried to do Mariah. Yeah, they failed. Some things should just not be, they should just be left alone. Listen. <laughs> They have to sing the song exactly how it was. Yeah. Right. So the thing is yeah. they're supposed to hit it and they can't do like vibrato. It doesn't like vibrato because then you're not exactly hitting the note all the time. So it gives you like, it marks you down basically for vibrato or improvisation mm-hmm. or harmony. So you have to sing the melody. So that's why it's exactly karaoke. Exactly like the so, song so is. So it's like, like basically like karaoke. And the, the lyrics are on their, you know, on their screen, like on the stage. They have big TVs across the, the, sta- the stage from them and you can see it and it tells them what to sing but then it also kind of jumps around so then you might sing half the chorus and then the person three people over from you might sing the next couple lines and then the next person might sing another couple lines um so you always have to be paying attention so they get you mad at each other when it's they, like, surprisingly they addicting there's like a little bit of a drama because then you vote off who you think the weakest link is uh, mm-hmm. because you're collecting the collectively the better the group does, the more money they can win at the, the winner takes at the end. So after every song, they have to vote to see who was off or who was not. And like, I find it really interesting, at least in the German one and the Spanish one, they did too. But in the German one, it was very direct. Like it was like, you were off pitch. And so I voted for you. You're the weakest performer. So I vote for you, which I found that very interesting. Like it was like, yep, nope, you, you suck. I'm voting for you. Um, I don't know. I, I rather I feel like if it was in the U.S., it'd be like, well, you know, it'd be like mm-hmm. more sugar coated, a little bit more passive aggressive. But mm-hmm. anyways, because they're like in front of an all audience. It's pretty good. You should check it out. What's it called? One more time. Sing on. Sing on. Sing like on. Movie. You have to be a Netflix subscriber to watch it. Yeah. And I wish I could say that this episode was sponsored by Netflix because then we'd have Netflix money. If we keep pushing their shows, we could potentially earn a partnership. 
we have to be on their radar at this point. I wish. Well, come on. If Zac Efron can get a travel show, if Zac Efron can get a travel show, oh, like, true. come on. That's, just, that's all I'm going to say right now. Oh, I don't you think get into we're it. at the same level as Zac Efron? I mean, come on. Well, I just like that Lauren pointed out that our weekly obsession, recent obsession, basically at this point, it basically is what we've been obsessed with watching on Netflix. This episode brought to you by not not Netflix, but you know maybe if if we're on their radar. Other recent obsession? All I do is work and watch Netflix. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it feels like we're well, supposed to muster up some some other life that we're not living. Well, my my uh, my recent uh, obsession, which it has gone on for quite some time now, well beyond a week's time. Uh, has been reading these BuzzFeed articles about Gen Z and millennials, but I won't. I won't go into that because that's going to be the main topic. So hold on to that, and let's let's transition now to insert jingle. Not yet rendered. <laughs> culture clash. This is our culture clash. <laughs> culture clash. <laughs> <laughs> I think there needs to be like an explosion or something. No, I like that though. It's or like eighties like, uh, Power Rangers. <laughs> Yeah, Culture yeah. clash. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's that's the jingle. That's it. Yeah, that's yeah. the theme song to a show that The Rock now is the host of. What is that show on TV? Oh yeah, it's called Culture Clash. Hey guys, I'm Dwayne The Rock Johnson, bringing you the next episode of Cross Cultureish. Yeah. Now, when we get on Dwayne The Rock Johnson's radar, that's when we know we've made it. More than Netflix goals. It's like David's childhood dream. Oh my gosh. If I could get a shout out from DTRJ. Oh my gosh. <laughs> DJ is what he's going by on uh, Titan, his new show. That's true. Oh. I like to call him Deej. Guys, culture clash. Any culture clash? I don't, a, a culture. I was saying, I don't know if it's a clash, but definitely was a very cultural observation. Um, so I'm working from home as is most people that are fortunate enough to have a job right now. And, uh, we, I'm working Lauren, I think she was at work at the hospital and I hear this like car speed by in our street. I hear a lady scream. I hear a crash and then I'm a little alarmed. So I poke, I open my sliding door window and, 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 and poke out. And unfortunately there was a car that hit a, uh, was swerving the driver was i think he was drunk he was definitely impaired hit a parked car flipped his car over driver's side door down on the ground um slid a couple you know a couple like 20 feet further down and so my initial reaction i don't know if it's just the way i was raised or where i was raised or something was just our emergency training was call 911 so i grabbed my cell phone called 911 i'm putting my shoes on to go like help and see if I can help in any way. But I have my phone and I'm going, um, the first responder was very nice. She was asked me some questions. What's your name? What address? Where did it happen? Are there people in the car? You know, she asked me all these things. I try to answer. Um, and then I noticed that like, as I get to the scene, there's about like 10 of us there, 10, 15 at that point. Um, there was a couple of people trying to take the driver out of through the windshield because there was a car that was, I guess right next to what is supposed to be the undercarriage of the car that's on its side. So they couldn't flip it over and they couldn't find the person to, to move it. So they're like bashing the window. And then there's maybe like 
another six or seven people just standing there with their phones recording and stuff. And no one called 911. Like, no one else called. I was like, did anyone else call? Like, maybe like eight or nine minutes later, someone yells, call Jersey City Medical Center, which is the name of the the hospital that's by us. And I'm like, yeah, but like, who knows that number? Just call 911. <laughs> so it was a very, like, interesting experience luckily the driver was okay me and uh, a couple neighbors there's maybe like seven or eight guys that uh we ended up being able to uh move the car that was next to it and then we flipped the car over i will say we were the my entire block was very impressed at the response time in less than two minutes there was like ambulances and uh, fire wow. trucks and, and 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 cops there um uh it was it was very fast response time uh it was also really interesting because a lot of our neighbors were very surprised because they had grown up in communities and particularly black communities that didn't expect that to be the response time to be honest and they said so themselves they're like wow we're really surprised that it was this quickly so thank you jersey city pd (laughs) for doing but it was a very i don't know do you guys would you have called would you have not called i feel like it's just i'm a 911 caller yeah it's not my first response i would say I don't know what is, but I don't know if picking up my phone and calling 911 is my first response. I think I always assume that somebody else has called, even though I've done CP- CPR training mm-hmm. a few times. And, and what's I the feel first like thing they tell number you? Number one is always you to call 911. You call 911. Yep. Call for help and make sure the scene is safe. Assess the situation. Um, even though I feel like that's the training that I've had, I still am embarrassed, but honestly, not sure that calling 911 would be the first thing I would do. Yeah, I vaguely remember a sociology class talking about there's an effect where most people assume someone else did it. Someone else already called. Yeah. I don't need to call. So that's why most, yeah, if there's a car on the side of the road, everyone drives by and thinks someone else must have called. Or, Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's because the way that I grew up, I, I distinctly remember. And so I don't know if this is a culture like, like I don't think it's a Latino or Puerto Rican culture thing, or perhaps it is. But but at least in my family, like every time we would see like a car burning on the side of the road or if we would see... You know, something, I mean, if you just see a called car pulled over, you wouldn't call. But, like, if you see something that's, like, more out of the usual, like, you're just like, hey, by the way. Like, I've done that before. Like, there's a car burning, you know, yeah. between kilometer so-and-so and so-and-so in, we use kilometers in Puerto Rico for the road. Uh, <laughs> kilometer marker, so-and-so and so-and-so, like, and then be like, okay, thank you. And I'm like, well, maybe I'm the 10th, 20th, or first person to call. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> You know, this makes me think of the see something, say something in uh, airports and other parks. I also am not one of those people. Yeah. Are you a say something person, Marcos? No, I'm always really paranoid that someone's going to say something about what I'm doing. Like, like if I go to the bathroom and like leave my suitcase somewhere, I'm like, someone's going to think it's a bomb or something. And like, so let me make sure it's always with me because of those see something, well, yeah, say you're something. Leave your yeah, you're not supposed to leave your stuff. No, I don't. But like, that's the first thing that came to mind. I don't. <laughs> but like, even if like, I'm like, oh, if I, if the suitcase is too far away from me, pe- people will think that like someone left it there and it's not mine. So I always make sure it's like right next to me. <laughs> Something that comes to mind that makes it very cultural to me, you you touched on it a bit, Marcos, is 
whether or not you call the cops, that certainly is a cultural value. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I can think of filters of that in, in this country, the United States of America, but I can also think really clearly of when we lived in Mexico, if there was a minor or even maybe like a medium car accident, mm -hmm. oftentimes people wouldn't want to call the cops because there were mandatory um, actions like mm -hmm. they, that you have to go to the police office and mm -hmm. file a report. Yeah. And so yeah. oftentimes people, and this is why I say it's culturally, they would, they would prefer to settle it between people um, you know, and right there on the street decide that was your fault. This is what I think it'll cost. Pay me to fix it. And we won't call the cops. And there's this general, like, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah we don't, we don't really want the cops involved because it just gets worse. So, um, I think there's certainly culture that does play to that, which if you're, uh, if you're in the, the smaller group that doesn't or does want to do something that the bigger group doesn't, then yeah, you're, you're looking at yeah. the, uh, you're looking at the makings of a, Classic culture clash. Culture clash. Well, and, and certainly like what Oh, I thought we were doing the explosion sound. Oh. <laughs> what constitutes as a call-worthy phenomenon, right? Like that's definitely cultural, right? Like mm -hmm. I when I was working in El Salvador, right? Like I was in the middle of a shooting, you know, with kids in the back of the truck. Like it was, you know, pointing people pointing guns at us and everything and and everyone was like, everyone that I talked to, they're like, yeah, that won't even make the news. Don't worry about it. Like, you know, like that was, it was more of a normal in some places um, than others. Um, so so I, I, I think that that's part two, like depending on where you live, like what constitutes as an emergency or, or at least something that's worth sure. calling the cops for. That's mm -hmm. definitely like cultural. <laughs> That's true. And I think, well, in the 911 thing too, I grew up, I grew up overseas in South America. So there wasn't a thing as 911. So even, I think that's, mm -hmm. that's partially too, is that's not my first like, oh, that's cause I, I remember kids, like when I moved to the States, I remember people saying they were raised, like if something happens, like their parents taught them 911, that's what you say. And I just was never, that was never a yeah. thing for me. So yeah, we had school, we had school rallies. It was, I think it was part of the stop, drop and roll rally at school, right? Uh, Where you did. also had to memorize your home address so that when you called 911, you would know the address mm -hmm. to tell them. I think we had a, we didn't have like school stuff like that, but we had a show on TV that was called Rescate 911, <laughs> Rescue 911. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, isn't Rescue 911 like a parody? Oh no, Reno 911 is a parody here. Yeah, no. there was, yeah, no, we had Rescue 911. <laughs> is that what it was called? Rescue 911? The show? Maybe it was the dub version like on of After Rescue 911. It was like a cops type show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that oh, that I remember like that phrase sticking at rescate novecientosonce. Like was like rescate. <laughs> oh. Anyways, that was my culture clash. Oh, now's the time we're supposed to do the explosions. Well, I don't know. I just I now you made you put it in my head. Yeah. Well, I I think this whole episode is going to be a culture clash. So, let's get to it. Get ready. Uh, so yes, as we were saying earlier, we are a group of, as David likes to say, five middle-aged millennials, um, and we really are. 
five middle-aged millennials. (laughs) Um, But we've been talking about Gen Z and we've been talking about millennials. And some of you may, maybe this is the first time you've heard of the term Gen Z. Maybe you think you're a millennial. Maybe you have no idea what you actually are. Um, So I'm going to give you a little bit of uh, fast facts for what actually is Gen Z. I want you guys to listen um, and then we'll ask some questions as you're listening to some of these characteristics of really who Gen Z is. So some nerdy facts. Uh, Most of Gen Z was born after 96, some say 2000, but ultimately they are a generation that doesn't remember 9-11. They were born during it. I mean, they were born while it was happening or like that year and or after. And so they really just live in a world of um, the aftermath of 9-11. So all the security issues, um, just they've they've known about a world in 9-11, but they don't actually remember the event happening. Um, they live during a recession. They were, they were raised during a recession. So they're a lot more financially conscious and they really want to be financially stable. And that is very important. They've watched a lot of Millennials actually become high in debt because of college and and they watch their parents go through um, losing their homes or whatever it was. And so really for them to get a good stable job is something they really want to do. Um, they're entrepreneurial and so they want to do their hobbies as jobs. Uh, as many of you know, the idea of the influencer, YouTuber, these types of things are actually to a lot of people quite attainable is what they is what they think. And they can do that and make a fair amount of money. Um, they're very highly social justice motivated. Um, and that's those social justice issues are very important for Gen Z. Uh, and really Gen Z is very important in living in that gray space, I would say more than any other generation. So uh, a lot of us were raised with the idea of nuclear families and very clear genders, male, female, politics, all of these things that are very black and white. Uh, I would say the older your generation gets, the more black and white you are. Um, But Gen Z is a very gray generation where a lot of that is very transient for them, um, whether that is two dads or whether that is um, different genders or whatever that looks like. So gender non-conforming or non-binary identities. Non-binary. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of your very, a very quick summation of some very brief characteristics of Gen Z. So I want to hear from you guys in that little rundown that I gave you. Is there anything that I said that made you very aware that you are indeed a millennial and not Gen Z? I mean, for me, it's, and I think it's the the combination of like, I also wasn't raised here, but the idea of like, your hobby can be your job. It's something that is just like so foreign in my family and so foreign. And it's like, not that we don't enjoy our jobs, right? But like job was always something that you just do because you have to pay bills. Mm -hmm. Like you just do and like, no, you're not supposed to like your job. I think that that's also like a very American thing that you are, you know, you do what you fill your dreams. But like the, you know, like I think that's a, a very American value. But like that's the one that for me probably is the most clashed. Like yes, I would love to do I do job that is my passion and I strive for that. But that's definitely not something that's programmed in me. It's like nope, you got to pay the bills. You got you got to whatever it takes to pay the bills, um, whether you love it or hate it. Mm-hmm. I think for me, the fact that I don't understand or have any desire to or really know what TikTok is. <laughs> makes me a millennial. 
Uh, that's like the metric. That's the measuring stick. Okay, boomer. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it's really it's like okay, millennial. I think we would be surprised how. Well, I, it's not surprising how many millennials are like, yeah, TikTok. I'm not doing that. Yeah, and how many Gen Zers are like, oh, you do Instagram? Like that's such a millennial thing. I've had Gen Zers say, like, I had a Gen Z intern uh, last summer. And so I work marketing and communications and she was like, oh yeah, that's so millennial of you to like think of Instagram. I was like, man, I feel so old. (laughs) (laughs) Although I did check that I did research and Instagram is still popular among millennials. I mean, among Gen Zers as well, but, but not as much as, as in, um, with millennials. I think Marcos, you, when we were watching sing on, you were like, oh, like all the fashion is like so out there in your, in the European. I'm like, No, that's just what the kids are wearing these days, and we're just not with it. <laughs> it's like I feel so. Old. I love I'm that like, Marcos. Yeah. Marcos thinks it's a like a Europe or like a country thing, not a generation yeah. thing. I think that's really endearing. <laughs> I was like, why are people wearing that? The fashion's so out there, and like Lauren's like, nope, that's what Zara is. I was like, <laughs> get on yeah. tick TikTok, Marcos. That's <laughs> I can't even remember the name of it. This is so funny. Guys, we sound so old already. Let's stop this episode. But isn't it, guys, this is my point. It's so funny to me. Like, we have to be able to laugh at ourselves because it seems like overnight we went from 30-year-olds without kids. Like, I still feel I'm very young. And then there are these moments that I have flashbacks from my childhood or from my teens, and I realize which side of the scale I'm on. And it's, it's Marcos. It's what are they wearing? That seems crazy. (laughs) And then it's like, and then it's this like old person in my head going, I will never do that. You know, like, (laughs) (laughs) um, or it's like the music. I'm like, I don't get this. Do you know what I mean? Like, like your favorite music in high school, you're like, oh yeah, Linkin Park is so great. And then, you know, the 40 year olds are like, I don't get this. I'm not going to listen to it. And now that stuff's on the classic rock channel. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. We put classic rock on and, like, Fuel came on. <laughs> and, like, uh, um, what oh, Green was it? Day. Uh, Green Day uh, came on in the classic rock Green station. Green Day's on classic Pearl rock. Jam. Oh, no. Pearl, I was like, what? Well, so, like, I remember the first time I saw Billie Eilish. And I don't know what your guys' uh, reaction was to Billie Eilish. But my first reaction was, I don't get this. I'm yeah. not going to do this. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I just don't get this. But now I've, I've, I've learned to love I watched her Billy. recent music video and I felt like a Peanuts character with like the question marks above my head <laughs> in like the thought bubble because I'm like, wait, she has green And Gen Zers probably don't know who Peanuts is. <laughs> <laughs> Neither do they know who Linkin Park is. Like, who is Linkin Park? There used to be a cartoon about a dog named Snoopy. The 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 one that really does make me feel extra old, in addition to all these things, is uh, a generation that has that doesn't have a personal memory of nine eleven because that was so formative for us for our age group, mm-hmm. and and you know so we're we're kind of towards the older side of the millennial, right? Mm-hmm. So we were all in high school. No, I was maybe. in eighth grade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I was a junior in high school. And that's, I mean, that's a very clear memory. That's not like a, oh, I kind of remember that very clear. Um, and then life before and after is also mm-hmm. clear. So to mm-hmm. think that there's mm-hmm. 20-somethings 
Uh, in the workplace, Marcos, you said you've worked with uh, Gen Zers. We, we too interact with them through work. To think that those folks uh, that we're interacting with in the early 20s don't have a personal memory of 9-11, which to our generation seems so foundational. That stands out to me of like, oh, yeah, okay, I get it. Like, this is different. Yeah. Especially in this working in the city, like working, I work in New York City and like um, I work a block away from where the uh, the Twin Towers were and and everyone in my I mean, at the time, obviously, I didn't work there, but like a lot of a lot of office mates, a lot of uh, Gen Xers in my office and um, they they I mean, they can't talk about it like sometimes like because since we live next door and there's such a disconnect between like the the really you know the interns that we having bring in and 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 the and even some of the younger millennials like you know we have a you know 22 year old staff you know where where complete total disconnect it just it's just different not not evil it's just completely different experience right yeah it's not disrespectful it's mm -hmm. you just no. don't have that frame of reference it's something that stood out to me as well uh sarah when you read the list because I have an older brother and we are less than two years apart. And then we have a younger brother who's six and eight years younger than us. And so the the experience but that my older brother and I share versus my younger brother, um, it's really different, even in regards to talking about Im impactful life events or things that we've gone through like 9-11. Mm -hmm. I saw a lot of the 9-11 stuff when I was working in the Middle East. And I finally had to come to, I came to a realization um, at some point where I realized that all my interns coming in hadn't been born or were like two or three when 9-11 happened, which then shaped their worldview of how they view the Middle East and Arab culture yeah. and what that is. Yeah. And so what I started realizing and battling was like interns coming in who had a fear and had like only been raised in a world where terrorism existed and terrorism from the Middle East existed. And so it was really interesting kind of like a lot of what, like in a lot of our debriefing sessions, it was oh, like these people are great and normal and like me and like they had been raised in a world where like, especially in the United States, especially where it was just like this fear and kind of, yeah, like a worldview against another culture that we weren't raised in. Like we definitely had a pre and a post on that. And so mm -hmm. that was kind of a weird realization for me was, whoa, these people don't remember this. And I've only right. ever been shaped by this, which is which is really interesting. I had another question, but David, maybe you should just um, yeah, David, maybe you should just take it. We can skip that. All right, Gen Z has noticed some things about us as millennials. I don't know if I would have noticed, but when I read the things that they've noticed about us, I have two reactions: one, how dare you; two, <laughs> right on. <laughs> <laughs> Like, but you're not wrong. <laughs> a source of, of this podcast episode is from the help of a few Gen Z millennial BuzzFeed articles uh, and the wonderful people at BuzzFeed who have collected this information. So I've got the page open up here. I'm going to start reading some things, and I want you guys to react as honestly as you can. Some of it you've seen before because I've shared it with you getting ready for this. Others will come as a surprise. 
let me read a paragraph. This is this was loaded. Let me read this. This is from the BuzzFeed article. The woman's name is Lauren, also. Strapagial. Strapagial. This is what she says. I think this is perfect. About millennials, Gen Z's notice, and this is what she says. We all seem to know and care about what our Harry Potter house is. We love coffee and wine. We say things like adulting without irony. Lauren, you've said that. <laughs> we like wearing a nasty woman t-shirt. In, uh, <laughs> or sorry, it says we think wearing a nasty woman t-shirt is radical politics. Uh, <laughs> and we know the words to at least one Hamilton song which we've done a whole podcast episode on. Guilty as charged. (laughs) (laughs) Our Twitter bios list at least three identifying words, and we've used the phrase 90s kid without shame, without the shame it deserves. Lauren, I'm pretty (laughs) sure you've said that in this podcast (laughs) when you talked about your name. (laughs) Um, Here's a a tweet on... No, 80s. I'm an 80s girl, not 90s. (laughs) 90s, well, I was born in the 80s, but I grew up in the 90s, so I kind of claim both. Right. Mm-hmm. 80s, right. 80s born, 90s raised. Of course. Yeah. Red, white, and blue millennial. Uh, this is a, here's a tweet. <laughs> Let me get your reactions to this, guys. Reaction to this tweet from, uh, from a Gen Zer. Gen Z is being raised by Gen X, whereas millennials were raised by boomers, and it shows... <laughs> <laughs> it's actually very true. It's true. It's not like I we had any control true. over I know. That. It's not our fault. Guys, remember, we're n- trying not to take offense. We're just trying to look in the mirror and laugh. <laughs> so true. We were raised by boomers. Yeah, my my parents. Mm, my parents are boomers through boomy. and through. Very boomy. <laughs> yep. And I think it shows. Who knows what house they are in Harry Potter? Like self-determined or took a quiz or what do you I'm know sure you did both as a millennial probably did both yeah, no yeah, probably both <laughs> do you have a harry potter house that you uh as, 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 align yourself with um both test and self-assessment i am a hufflepuff i belong to the house hufflepuff anyone else i'm one of the strange millennials that has never read or watched Harry Potter. See, there we go. That's why it's a stereotype and it doesn't always work. <laughs> Marcos, Lauren? Um, I, I think this is very millennial of me in a sense. I've only seen the movies. I never read the books. But like all my friends had an identity of like, oh, I'm like House Hufflepuff or Gryffindor or whatever. And so then I felt like I had to have one. <laughs> I had to pick one. And if I had to pick one, it'd be Ravenclaw. That's my house. Hmm. <laughs> Lauren? I don't think you're... What do you think I am, Lauren? You would know. What am I? <laughs> Lauren, you're the sorting hat. No, you're Gryffindor. I'm Gryffindor? I think so. I don't think you fit. What? For Everyone wants to be Gryffindor. No, but... no, but it was something that was given to me, not something that I named. <laughs> Lauren's that. not the sorting hat. She doesn't I'm not have the sorting hat. Power. I just know, I, I don't, I mean, I've never really thought what I would be i don't really care and i'm one who read the books as they came out so i grew up with reading harry potter and you think i would but i just didn't care enough to take a quiz to figure out you what never thought house I that you, you've never thought about no. which harry potter house you'd be in no because i don't go to hogwarts oh wow 
Okay. <laughs> okay, Miss <laughs> Literal. Uh, I am a, I am a Slytherin, tested and self-assessed. And, uh, through and through. And I'm very happy to be that. You know, the, Lauren, uh, are you a Ravenclaw? I have no idea. I've never taken a quiz, never thought about more than just... You have never entertained no. the thought. No. How non-millennial of you, Lauren. Good for you. I'm... Okay, I guess that makes Yeah, why is that like good or bad? We're treating it like it's a good thing and it's not good or bad. <laughs> it's just different. It's not good or bad. It's just different. Um, has anyone in this podcast had avocado toast? Yes. Yes. I made it. The How other do you day. feel about yes. avocado <laughs> toast? Because apparently Gen Z has noticed that that's a very millennial thing. It, it did have a moment. It definitely avocado toast is a moment where it's like everything was avocado. It, it is delicious. Uh, but yes, I remember there was a, a coffee shop like craze of like avocado mm-hmm. toast for brunch. And pour overs. and uh, Yeah. So what do Gen Z eat for breakfast? <laughs> Whatever their Gen <laughs> X parents question. make them. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. They don't. They don't. Can't, they can't cook breakfast. What? Well, so it's not old enough. <laughs> I'm. I'm sure the twenty somethings can. They're make old some, enough. They're teenagers. Can make, teenagers and twenty early twenties can make themselves breakfast. I don't know. They, they're just maybe hope. a little. Sarah, didn't she say more uh, financially cautious, conservative? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're probably not spending seven dollars on avocado toast. They're probably, maybe they're probably pop tarts. Growing saving their own the money. Avocados. <laughs> So that's probably a four out of five for us. Guys, have you ever said uh, that you can't start your day until you've had your coffee? (laughs) No. Yeah. Sarah, that's a yeah? Mm -hmm. Yes. I don't drink coffee. Yeah, but Lauren, you can't start your day until you have your chai latte. Mm. Tea, yeah. But first, chai it does make things easier. I had kind of forgot about this, but then seeing it, memories came flooding back. Do you guys remember the mustache tattoo on the inside of the finger so you could put it over your face? Yeah. Yeah. Apparently that's a that's a M- I know thing? two people with that tattoo. I don't have any tattoos, so I don't have it, but I've known two people. What? With that yeah, one of them oh is um, you. You know, I'm not going to say their names in case because they probably listen to this. But you know, one of well, them. Well, they know that they have a mustache <laughs> tattoo. Why wouldn't you say their name? It's not like they're going to be like, "Wait, what?" I just don't want to shame them publicly. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's fair. I just thought it was like, oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to expose them. It's like, well, they already know. I see. I see. Yeah, apparently Gen Z doesn't have mustache tattoos on the inside of their finger. It was a fad. Uh, probably when most of us were in our 20s, and it's probably one that we're better for having grown out of. So, <laughs> I mean, it's not really something a lot of people did. Let's just be real. Like, it's not like you're walking around and seeing people like a mark of a generation is the mustache tattoo. So you're like, he's a millennial, she's a millennial, because <laughs> they <laughs> they just stick their, their fingers up. <laughs> but you do know, you do know that you got married or like attended weddings in a certain time frame if you had a. F- photo booth and you had like the mustache yes. or the lips or oh, yeah. the you know different things to hold up oh, yeah. that's true oh, yeah. photo booth which is funny because now when we go to weddings boomers are like that's such a good idea and there was like um guys where you been 
Yeah, it, maybe we all didn't, uh, as a generation, get a tattoo, but we were mush, mustache obsessed for a while. Think about all the coffee cups that oh, yeah. had mustaches on them. So mm -hmm. when you're drinking your coffee, it's a ironic mustache. Mustache shirts. Mustaches were really cool. Well, and like all the weird millennials that started growing mustaches, like it was like cool. Like handlebar mustaches. And Guys, I kind of have a mustache right now, so please <laughs> no. take it easy. Take it easy, Gen Z. <laughs> you're hurting my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's the last comment that Gen Z has noticed about millennials. Um, it says, wait until they talk about this on their podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no. -uh. Yeah. That's the comment? A comment. It says, the <laughs> comment section is where the real claws come out. Down here, comment 774, wait until they talk about this on their podcast. Oh, my god! That is awesome. <laughs> You're welcome, Gen Z. We took it to heart. Yeah. Well, no, Gen Z, keep it up. Make the world a better place. Make it. Let's talk in 15 years. Yeah. I know. It's like, and then when you talk to Gen AA, whatever it is that the next Corona one Corona generation. They're not, they're the not batteries. Yeah. Well, I'm like, well, what letter goes after Z, right? Because millennials are technically Gen All Y. Right. That's fair. Right? So It's true. They're going to um, have to start over. I really will. I do think there's a whole other generation that just was formed with Corona, though. It's the same as like 9-11. Any like major event that's happened forms yeah. a new. So. And I, I will say, I will say that like if you go back into like generation classifications, like it is a marketing driven thing, right? Like uh, as a marketer myself, right? Like we're looking for things that in a way like like paint broad strokes mm -hmm. on a population in order to know what is it that that population wants or looks for, or is attracted to or, or, or responds to, right? For the sake of business. So the reason I say that is like, yo, don't let Gen Z, X, Boomer, Y, like, define you you are you and this is so like millennial of me to say but like you, be you. yeah like like don't don't get put that's you define yourself like you be you guys that's guys we, we need say. a better sign off so we, do. we don't have a good one <laughs> so you heard it here first <laughs> peace